0: in case you haven't noticed, I like to rail on, if you will, or expose this false prophetic movement, which is followed by a lot of people. I mean, let's face it, a lot of the stuff on social media that gets a lot of attention, far too much attention, are those words, those prophecies supposedly from God, those visions that people just can't wait to come up with. You know, they just can't wait to manufacture or uh, the wind blows and all of a sudden they got a word from God. Well, the people that are in the word, grounded in Christ, grounded in Christ grounded in the Word of God are not impressed with somebody's so-called Word because they're grounded and they're becoming more and more one with the Word Himself, Jesus Christ, who prayed to the Father that we would be one with Him and the Father and that we would abide in Him, John 17 and 15, and that His fruit would be born in our life, produce fruit, more fruit, and much fruit in a progressive manner, 30, 60, 90, 100 fold. And that can only happen as we are seeking the Lord ourselves and in his word, the King James Bible. And you know, when we are, as many of you can testify, we're probably avoiding a lot of these words because everybody and their daughter and dog has a word these days and they do all kinds of stuff to get people to listen and to get them captivated. They, they're they breathing heavy and talking about this crazy word that they got from God where he woke them up at 3 a.m. or something like this. And I, I guess we're all supposed to just forget the Bible and just run and listen to these people, right? Hmm. I guess we're supposed to drop the word because they supposedly got a word. Wrong. The- words supposedly, they claim, that are from God continue to swirl all over social media, as you know, saints. And it seems like a lot of people want to be in the spotlight. A lot of these people are just novices. They're not grounded in Christ. Colossians, Book of Colossians, they're not grounded in the Word. They're not giving you the Gospel. They're giving you some word they claim is from God. A lot of it is just recirculated and borrowed words, I've noticed. Have you noticed that? Either their words are obvious occurrences, things that we are know or they bought borrow- Those words from other people, those visions, or pieces of those visions, or they are just not coming from a trustworthy, rooted, and grounded in Christ, in the written Word of God, but rather they're simply novices and, in many cases, just simply false prophets. The Bible says a novice is not to be lifted up in ministry, not to be, do not lay hands on a novice, uh, that is, meaning don't ordain them, don't have any part to do with ordaining them into the ministry, because they're. They're going to fall into the condemnation of the devil. Search out that term, the condemnation of the devil. Satan is condemned eternally and irrevocably of God, and we should never partake and participate in, endorse or support, or even give ear to novices in ministry. First Timothy chapter three, verse six. Personally, I have very little or any interest at all in all of these words that circulate. I don't know about you. I would suppose that's the case for most of us here. I can could care less about these people's words, all this sensationalism, this faked emotions, acting like it's real and stuff. And what, what they're doing, and if you've kind of glimpsed at their ministry, you notice that they've always got to have this word. They always got to have something to get you enticed to listen to them again. Instead of pointing you into the word, they want you dependent on their word. It's a huge red flag, saints. Grounded disciples of Jesus are not interested in the supposed words, visions, and, and dreams that these people claim to always be getting from God, they claim. Why? Because we have a King James Bible and we peer into, as Peter instructed us to do by the Holy Spirit, the more sure word of prophecy. If you read that passage, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12 through 21, it's going to change your life. It's not that you and I haven't read it before, but when you really see what he's saying there, he's talking about the Mount of Transfiguration and how the Father spoke from heaven and said of Jesus when he was on earth, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased Or Hear ye him. The father audibly spoke. And yet Peter, who was actually there and heard the voice of the father audibly, says that in this passage that the word, the written word of God is the more sure word of prophecy. It's actually more divinely authenticated than the actual audible voice of God, much less some mere man or woman's word that they claim came from God. We know the Holy Scriptures came from God. Amen. And I want you to look at this closely in 2 Peter 1, verse 16 through 21. Let me read it to you. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Mm, that's what we're talking about. A lot of people circulating cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty, it was Peter, James, and John with Jesus. They walked with him three and a half years, and they were with him in the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, when the Father spake. And this is what he's referring to right here. And he says, For he, Jesus, received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice, an audible voice, to him, to Jesus, from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So the Father spoke audibly and said of Jesus, This is my beloved Son, in whom I I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more, more, more sure word of prophecy. Did you catch that? I want you to prayerfully pour over this passage, beloved. Second Peter 1, 16 through 21. He's saying here we actually have a more sure word of prophecy. I want you to underline that in your Bible. More sure word of prophecy than the audible voice of God. Actual, the actual audible voice of God. This isn't just somebody saying, claiming he got a word. This is in the Bible. This is a situation where the Father was actually speaking of Christ to them and to the whole world audibly. It happened. As sure as you're breathing. And yet, what's more sure of a word from God is the, the prophecy of Scripture. So he says, in contrast to the audible voice of God, we have a also a more sure word of prophecy, wherein to ye do well that you take heed as into a light that shineth in a dark place. This world is a dark place. Amen. Until the day dawn, you see, we must take heed to the written word as into a light that shineth in a dark place. The entrance of his words giveth light into our darkened heart. They shed understanding and enlightenment and all the things of God that he intends for them to shed upon us and upon our heart. That's Psalm chapter 119, verse 130. And then as we take heed to the word of God, God. God, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, Psalm 119. Verse 105. The day is going to dawn. We're going to see the sun begin to come over the horizon, if you will, as an illustration he's given us here. The manifestation of Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, is going to begin to become more and more apparent and definitive. You're going to become more and more rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. Until the day dawn and the day star, that's Christ himself, arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It could never be overemphasized the importance of studying to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I also want to point you to Jeremiah 23, which details... Details of shenanigans and methods used by some of these deceptive false prophets that we're talking about here. In fact, they use good words and fair speeches to deceive the hearts of the simple. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 16, 17 and 18, where he's talking about marking those who cause offenses and divisions and offenses contrary to or in contrast with the doctrine of the Word of God. But they that are such serve not. Not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. As you will know who the true servant elders are, because they are the ones that are rooting and grounding you in Christ, inspiring you, rebuking you, encouraging you, admonishing you to get into the Word of God yourself because the Word of God cannot get into you unless you get into it or until you get into it. And when you get into the Word of God, the Word of God is going to get into you, beloved. Notice the jealousy, the godly jealousy. There's more than one kind of jealousy. See, There's the sinful envy and then there's the jealousy to protect that which you love and those who you love. In fact, the Bible tells us that God's name is jealous. He is jealous. You've got to understand that in the context of what it is and rightly divide the word of truth. And so are under shepherds that truly serve the Lord, of which apparently and unfortunately, there are only a very few of them. I mean, just think about what we're getting ready to read here in 2 Corinthians 11 2. Paul says this. He tells us the very scope, the aim, the goal of his whole ministry. Right here, he says, for I am jealous over you, he tells the Corinthians, Corinthian believers, with godly, jealous Notice the term godly jealousy. There is a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that is, the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. They espoused the body of Christ, he did, the bride of Christ, to Christ, the bridegroom. And here's why he, and this is what he says next, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Notice Paul was concerned constantly, perpetually of the spiritual state of the believers as we reflect upon what we... know of his writings, this becomes crystallized. It becomes apparent. And as we delve into the writings of the great apostle, we're going to see this more and more, that his goal was to present the body of Christ as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now, most of the people today we call pastors are simply using and exploiting the people that they have gathered, tickling their ears, getting them to be happy no matter what the cost. In fact, the real cost is eternal damnation, but what they do is they sacrifice the Word of God. They do not preach the whole counsel of God's Word intentionally. But a true man of God, yes, I said man, because God's ordained men only exclusively to be elders among his people. In Ephesians 4, beginning of verse 11, he says that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers. And here's why. For the perfecting and the maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So true elders are inspiring you, encouraging you, and equipping you to do the work. Of the ministry, including edifying the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, see the maturity of the body of Christ, every member, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight or the deceitfulness of men, and the slight of men and cunning Christ whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Think about the word slight here. You know, you've seen these guys that do slight of hand. They do tricks. They trick you. There's a lot of people that are trying to trick you and I. Satan walketh about seeking whom he may devour the scripture warns us, we are not to be ignorant of his devices, Paul wrote. "But beware of the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may, notice, grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So we see two things here. Number one, Paul is very concerned that we be equipped and grounded in Christ that so that we won't be from here forward moved about, tossed to and fro, and carried about by every wind of doctrine or every word that comes Comes our way by some of these people we're talking about, by the slight of men and their cunning craftiness, like their father, the devil. These people might, most of them probably have no idea they're being used of the devil, but because they refuse to deny themselves truly, to live the crucified life, to be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. To be crucified with Christ and to be grounded in the Word of God. They run off into ministry and doing ministry things, and they're not even grounded themselves. And Satan is using them, and they lie in wait to deceive. They're all over the place. Be careful, Saint. Paul's goal is that we would be grounded in Christ, no longer deceived by the enemy and his false teachers and those who have word, false doctrine, and supposed visions and words. But we would speak the truth. That's the scripture in love. How many people you hear quoting scripture? Yeah thoughts so. probably less than you can count on one hand, so that we may grow up into him and all things, which is the head, even Christ, from which the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in in the measure of every part, and maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So, Paul's apostolic calling from Christ, this is Christ's apostle, and he tells us the same for everyone that's a called elder and operating in ministry. They are to perfect the saints, they are to mature the body of Christ by feeding them the word of God. Remember, feed my sheep, the word of God nothing else, not words that you supposedly heard from God. Get them in the Word of God. And if you feel like you got a word from God, you may want to temper it by saying, listen, this is what I'm sensing, but you better weigh it out yourself. Uh, that's always the safest way to do it. Remember, we have the more sure word of prophecy, which is absolutely God's Word. And so we uh, don't need to run around searching for a word because we have the word. And every person who's truly being used in God in ministry has godly jealousy over your soul, if you will. Not in a controlling, but rather in a concerned fashion. They want you to be presented chaste. Like a chaste, pure virgin. On her wedding day. She's got a white garment on called a wedding dress. And it's representative of the purity of her heart, her mind, and her body to present herself to her husband, the only man to have relationship with her from that day forward. Paul wants everyone that has been saved, as does every elder in the body of Christ that's truly of God, to be presented to Christ as a chaste virgin. Amen. In order for that to happen, we must cut off occasion to the enemy. We must not give ear to the enemy and the enemy's children whom he sent forth that are coming up with all these words and everything else but the gospel. Their whole ministry, you know, they'll share and spread all this garbage from, you know, false ministries, the New Apostolic Reformation, heresy, and other heretical movements and teachers, but they won't grant you in the Word of God, you see. They won't get you to get into the Word of God yourself and to walk holy as He is holy. Well, God bless you, friends. I want to encourage you to study these passages that we have talked about, and also in particular Colossians 1 and 2. It is so important that we be rooted and grounded in Christ. In fact, let me finish with this. Colossians chapter 2. We're going to look at Colossians 2. We're going to look at verse 6 and read it through verse 10. And it says this, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, here's the warning, listen to it, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiment or the thinking of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Amen, friends. We who are in Christ, who have been born again into Jesus Christ, are complete in Him. God bless you. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. Price. they're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.